Welcome to the High Life Podcast. I'm Meredith Wadsworth, and I'm here to help you on your journey towards honoring yourself every day. This is a journey of self-healing and self-discovery. Becoming aware of our subconscious root story, owning who we are, and shifting perspective, we begin to awaken to our higher selves, and with that, live a more intuitive, intentional, and fulfilling life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the High Life Podcast. I'm Meredith, and it is nice to be in your ears today. Um, that was kind of a weird introduction, but we're going with it. So today's episode, I'm really excited to share with you. It's the first time I've done something like this. I am going to be sharing some clips from one of the coaching sessions that I've had with one of my clients and sharing this entirely with her permission. And the only editing that's happened is just for like it's not the entire session because my chest, my my sessions are about an hour usually. Um, so it's not the whole session, and I've also just edited out any like personal information, um, things like that. So, but this episode, I think, covers a lot of really important topics that are also very common, and these come up in a lot of my different coaching coaching sessions in various different contexts. And they all kind of center around a general idea of perfectionism and how that shows up in our beliefs, in our fears, holding us back, keeping us from showing up, um, and kind of failing before we even start, right? So we kind of tend to preemptively assume that things aren't going to go well, or if they don't go perfectly, then anything other than perfect is not good enough, and we may as well not even try taking ourselves off the hook. And the thing is, that's kind of crazy to think about, is in both cases, we're kind of trying to predict the future, right? We're predicting whether we do something well or whether we fail at something. And we have no evidence yet of either happening. We have no evidence that we're going to fail at something, and we have no evidence that we're going to excel at something. And yet we automatically always go with the assumption that it's not going to go very well. And this is this is something that I have experience with as well. Um, and our perfectionism likes to get in the way and say that if it's not going to be done perfectly, then like don't even bother. And we're just going to default to that being the outcome. And, and then it keeps us from actually showing up and doing the scary things. And the scary things are what help us to actually grow. And when you talk yourself through it, you actually kind of realize how if I actually want to grow and to learn – I have to show up and do these things that I've never done before or that maybe in the past I've attempted to do and it didn't go that well. And so I'm scared that that's going to keep happening again. But the only way to actually break through that is to continue to show up. And so if you don't actually show up for the things that scare you because you're afraid it's not going to go perfectly in the end, then you're never actually going to get to that place where you can improve. That's the only way you can improve is to keep keep showing up and to keep doing it. And failure is not a problem. I think we love to make failure out to be like this horrible outcome, but failure is not a problem. Why, why is failure such a problem? I think that's a, a huge limiting belief that society has imposed on us, that if you're not succeeding, then you're a failure. And if you're failing and if you're a failure, then like that's just who you are all the time and you always will be. And, and and failure never leads to happiness and, and all this kind of stuff. And it's totally not true, right? 
We have instances of failure happening all the time within our own lives, and we've survived, and we've gone on to thrive from that. And also people that we look up to all the time, people in really, really um, prestigious roles, you know, government, celebrities, um, people that we look up to, you know, that quote-unquote normal people, you know, parents, siblings who have tried, who have failed, and who have learned from those experiences and persevered. And part of this is also like a pep talk for me because I still struggle with this all the time. And as you'll as you'll hear in in my conversation with the with my client, and um, you know, it's all about having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset says that if I show up one time and I do it and I don't do it perfectly, then that's how it's always going to be. Or if something's not working, then it's never going to work. As opposed to saying, right now, maybe things aren't the way that I want it to eventually look, but the only way that it's going to get there is if I keep showing up. So we talk about this a lot in the conversation that I'm going to share with you guys today in the coaching session. Um, We also talk about the idea of redefining success, your relationship that you have to the work that you do and your identity that you create around it. Um, The ideas of being a multi-passionate person. And when you're not really sure what exactly you're supposed to pursue because you love so many different things and, and you're good at many different things and and why is it that we feel that we need to have just this one thing? We also talk about how putting pressure on something that you love can change the energy that you then bring to that thing. Um, so whether it is whether it's a love of of art, of yoga, of you know. Whatever it is, you know, maybe maybe you love food and then you start a blog about it. Sometimes when you st- add an external pressure to something that you love, you start feeling this kind of like icky feeling about it or you start doubting yourself. And we talk about where that comes from and how to shift out of that. So I really loved this session um, and I'm excited that my client was willing to share it with you guys because I really hope that you're going to get something out of it. Um and I know even I did. Um, so with that, um, I will let you guys eavesdrop in on our conversation. And just know, like general context, um, she is preparing to finish her yoga teacher training that she's been doing during COVID. And the amazing thing is that this sits since this is a pre-recorded thing, um, she has since finished her teacher training and hence, hence had like nothing to worry about. Um, but she was also talking about um, fear coming up around having her first yoga clients. And so that's sort of the context for this conversation. But of course, it can be applied to any number of situations. And I'm sure that as you're listening, you can hear how it will apply to your own life if these are all things that you find yourself getting stuck um, or holding you back as well. Um, the other reason I'm super psyched to share this is because I think it gives you guys a, a glimpse into what it's like to actually coach with me because coaching with me is very much like listening is, you know, it's like what you hear on the podcast, you know, it's not edited. I fumble over my words. Um, it's just sort of off, off the cuff and I don't ever have a script or anything like that. So, um, this is, 
a nice way to sort of see what it's like to work with me if that's been something that you're interested or wanting to know more about. Um, This is a perfect example of one of our sessions. So um, yeah, okay, I'll stop talking now and I'm going to let you guys listen um, because it's really good stuff. All right, see you on the other side. Like, what is your worst fear? My worst fear is that we do a couple classes and they decide like, no, you're, this isn't really what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that what, what does that mean? Well, right now to me, that might mean that like the first thing that comes to my mind is like, you're not good enough. Like you shouldn't. That is like such a mindset that I've had with work, with school, with so much. I think that's a, and I'm trying, I swear I'm trying to get better with it. And anytime I hear myself say, you're not good enough. I try to be like, yes, you are. You're actually amazing. Yeah. Um, but I think it's that level of perfectionism that just lies in me. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's, a, I mean, it's a very natural, like kind of immediate reaction to have, even if you're not a perfectionist, but definitely if you're a perfectionist, like you make everything outside of you determine sort of what your worth is in a way. And especially if it's like someone else's opinion on something you work, like you, t- you tie your emotionality to like what you do so deeply that like you make that, you take it personally all the time. The other thing is that oftentimes perfectionism it focuses, makes us be in a very fixed mindset as opposed to a growth mindset. So when something doesn't go perfectly, we take that to mean there's something wrong with me and there always will be, as opposed to this is an instance that is, I'm going to learn from and I'm going to grow from this. And it's not evidence that it's not working. It's not evidence that I'm a horrible yoga teacher and I'm never going to get better. It's not evidence that I'm a total failure and I'm a piece of shit. It's evidence that I'm putting myself out there. I'm doing the scary thing and I'm trying something new and doing that is the only way that I'm actually going to grow and learn and be able to apply those lessons through practice. Cause that's what it is to get to the point of being the yoga teacher. I want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to like, try to be like, Oh no, like I know I'm worth it. Like, I know that that doesn't say anything about my worth. Like, we want to, it would, it would be nice if we could just be like, oh no, that's wrong and actually believe it, but we don't. Mm-hmm. So like what beliefs can we shift that aren't so like, you need to reach for a better feeling belief, an easier belief to believe. If you're immediately trying to go from, if I do like, if I don't do as basically you're equating it to be, if it's not perfect, then it's shit. And there's nothing in between. Mm-hmm. And if it's shit, which it look it's it's so except the fact it's not gonna be perfect. Mm-hmm. So if it's not gonna be perfect, then you're saying it's gonna be shit. So you're basically going in and saying this is going to be shit. And you're automatically making that mean that I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And as much as you can tell yourself, like, I know that that's not the truth, you're not actually really convincing yourself because you still believe that if this isn't perfect then you're going to feel badly about yourself and about everything. So like, what's a different belief you can have about whether or not this doesn't go perfectly. That's more believable. Like 
what, 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 what's the belief you can come up with that you can actually believe? Um, you know, I guess just like prep sounds so cliche. Uh, well, first of all, I would just give myself credit for even trying and like leaning into something that I have been wanting to do for the last like six years. And then, you know, maybe even, well, I don't know, like maybe even asking the client, I don't know if this is a good idea. But you tell me, like, maybe asking the client. Well, if, if it's comfortable enough to ask the client, what, what didn't you? No, never mind. Maybe I want to do that. <laughs> no, I should like tell me what I should do different now. Like, I need to figure that out myself. Um, but obviously, just I think just if it doesn't go as planned, or if it's or if it's not perfect, to just as simple as it sounds, just learn from learn from that and. And what I think I need to just super, like really ingrain that that mindset into it. Um, it's really hard to let go of perfectionism for me for some reason. For so, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, recovering perfectionist. Perfectionist. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's a big part of my own work and like in the work that I'm doing and that 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 I'm trying to get myself to show up in a different way that I have been before, because I also felt myself, my perfectionism getting very much in the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it manifesting itself in procrastinate learning in procrastinate branding and mm-hmm. <laughs> procrastinate getting certified again and again and again. And, and realizing that like, that's not actually going to make me more confident. Like there's always going to be something else that I feel like I need to learn because I feel like I need to know everything about everything in order to even show up for like this one thing that I already have so much knowledge of because I've lived it. Mm -hmm. You've lived it and you know how it feels in your body. And yes, there's so like, you're always going to be a student. And this comes back to like the growth versus fixed mindset. Like you're always going to be learning things. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So if like you're going into it being like this needs to be perfect you're trying to tell yourself that you know everything that there is to know and you know exactly how to orchestrate it and everything and you're basically being like I have nothing left to learn so if I fuck this up then I'm like what the hell's wrong with me yeah you know as opposed to being like I have so much left to learn including from this experience that's a good way to look at it maybe here's another like I'm just trying to get out like all the fears because because there has been just like so much circulating thoughts on on doing this. I mean, there's so many good thoughts, but I'm trying to sort of focus on like what are maybe things that would hold me back at all. And another thing is like you know I'm I'm someone that um, oh, someone said this to me recently like an eclectic mindset almost. Just I want to try this and I want to do that and like I want to try all these different things. Like object syndrome. What? <laughs> Shiny object syndrome. <laughs> I, I'm honoring that about myself more and more. Um, instead of being ashamed of it, you know, cause it's like, I tried the, uh, I tried the, whatchamacallit, I can't, the vintage thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I was really good at it. And I think that's maybe like not a problem, but a thing that I have where I'm just, I'm kind of like good at every single thing that I do. What is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Am I supposed to be doing like 10 different things? And, um, and you know, I kind of want to like, oh, well, is yoga going to be 
another one of those things that you try and like, I want something to just stick and be, and I guess, and, and I want to be known for it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, um, you want to have your thing. I want to have my thing and have it be like a real thing. And like, you know, be, be passionate about it and be good at it and like be able to make somewhat of an income from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's like, I try the vintage and I'm trying the yoga and, and, um, and, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I think I just need to really work on stop over. I swear I have gotten better at like overthinking. You don't need to prove to me that you <laughs> work on this. I lost you. Okay. Are you there? Yeah. No, my friend called me and it popped up. Um, I, I believe that, trust me, I believe that you were doing work on this and, um, I have a lot of thoughts on this because I also can relate. Mm-hmm. I also am someone who my whole life has felt like I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. Mm-hmm. And like, even in high school, I was like, I was on three varsity sports, but I wasn't a starter for any of them. So like, I would tell people, Oh, I'm like, try varsity athlete. They're like, Oh my God, like so sporty. I'm like, really? No, I just don't suck. <laughs> but like, I'm not like by any means the star of the team. and like I can be artistic, but you know, I'm definitely not going to like be, you know, the next Picasso or anything like that. And so I get that. Like, there's so many things that you enjoy doing and, and you're, and you're someone who, when you put your mind to something, you can do it very well and you learn very easily. Mm -hmm. And so you're kind of like the world is your oyster in that way. Like you could basically do whatever you want and in that way, you're also a very multi-passionate person where you do have a lot of interests. And the beautiful thing is that I think society has made us believe that we need to have one thing and we need that to define us in a way. And when we don't have that, we almost feel like we're incomplete. But that's also just a belief. Yeah. And and really, like, it's it, people see it as a measure of success of, like, how well you're, how well known you are for something when that's someone else's measure of success. And, and if your measure of success is something different, which could be something like, I feel successful when I fill my days with things that I love doing, that could be one thing or it could be 10 things. Mm-hmm. And, and you can make all of those something that you earn income from or just one thing. And that one thing also doesn't have to be all time consuming. Again, I think it's so easy to look at someone's job and see them as like, that's what they spend literally all day doing. And I felt myself also having a lot of these beliefs and like my relationship to my work and and what I do in coaching and, and everything has really been, I've been questioning a lot of those beliefs too, because I feel myself feeling like if I'm not, you know, if I'm not basically going, creating my own nine to five in my own coaching job, then like, I'm not actually treating this as a real business. When, when I think about it, like I didn't leave the nine to five at an office to work at a nine to five from home for myself. Like the reason I wanted to work for myself was because I wanted to work when I feel inspired and not when I don't. And I wanted to be able to create more time in my days to have free time to pursue all the other things that I really like to do and not just have one thing because that's boring. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe some people can do that, but that's not me. And I'm not trying to force myself to be that. Mm-hmm. And so allowing myself to realize that like, I can have like, a, I can work full time in coaching, but not have it be 40 hours a week. Like to me, that's awesome. Like if I can work a full-time job and have it be 20 hours a week. And then the rest of my time, I like read and walk and yoga and paint and blah, blah, don't make any money from that, but it doesn't matter because it brings me joy. Yeah. I'm like that's still success, right? Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I, I definitely see success as that as well. And, you know, I, and I think another reason why I just wanted to like schedule this is because I feel like, I feel like I just needed to get a lot of this sort of off my chest and talk about like the, the stressors around the yoga thing and you know the triggers of all of that came like a couple days ago I think when I initially reached out to you and I was like what was there something in particular that triggered it um when I first started writing my practical flow it was like my first time writing. Well, I've done, I've written some like here and there, but like one, my first time writing a flow to be very meaningful and specific. And I was just kind of like, well, this isn't as easy as I thought. Um, and I think maybe that was like a little bit of a wake up call, but you really need to work on this. Like you actually have to put a lot of energy and thought into this. Like you're not, you're new to this and this is going to take time. And they said that in the training, like the first year, a couple of years of writing flows, like you have to, you know, I'm looking in my book and like trying to also remember the Sanskrit names. And I'm like, shit, like this is freaking hard. And it was a long day. I was tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tried recording myself like 27 times. I was like, I can't, I was like, I should go to bed. So I think the fact that it didn't come so natural at first, that it didn't come so easy kind of triggered me. Are you assuming that it comes that easily for everybody else who's a yoga teacher in the world? Maybe. Cause some, I don't make, maybe I thought, I mean, they said like my yoga teacher who was teaching us said, no, you're, it's not going to come. It's easy. But I was just like, well, I'm Phoebe and I, I can do it, but maybe like, (laughs) maybe, maybe I thought it came that easily for some people, but it's so easy. It's so easy to think that like, oh, if this doesn't come easily to me, I'm not meant to do it. If I'm having doubts about it, then I'm not meant to do it. But on the contrary, I think that it's something, if it's something that challenges you and it's something that you care about, that's all the more reason to do it. That's mm-hmm. all the more reason to like lean in because like that is actually where there is the most, most opportunity for you to grow. Mm-hmm. And it's like exactly what you need to do. Yeah. And, and it is challenging. And I, I think I need that, that little bit of a challenge. And so after I kind of got the flow down and I did it a couple times. Um, I feel a little bit better about it. Uh, but yeah, I think it was that initial of, oh, this is not just a hobby anymore. Like this is work, which is great, but it just, it, it, I didn't realize it until I mm-hmm. tried writing my flow the other night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yes. And this is also an interesting phenomenon that happens to us is that as immediately as there is, as soon as we put some other sort of external pressure on something we love, it sort of takes an element of it away because we, for whatever reason, we start to feel a little bit icky about it. And it may be that like, we don't feel like, because this is something I love, I don't deserve to be paid for it. Or I don't feel right making money off of, you know, for, for me with coaching, it was like, I don't feel like, is it a moral thing to like charge when someone is coming to me because they're struggling with something. And, but realizing that like, they're not paying me they're in it. They are, but it's, they're investing in themselves. Yeah. And sometimes when you think about it too much, you, you think about yourself too much and realizing it's not about you. Like whether you're a coach or a yoga teacher, like how many times have you gone to a yoga class and the whole time you're like, okay, I'm going to be making a list of everything this person does wrong. And (laughs) I'm going to like rate them on a scale of one to 10. Like, no. Yeah. And you're showing up on your mat for you. And half the time, like you already feel relief because you're there before you even started flowing. And like, you're in your own head the whole time. You're like, you know, and, and yoga is the practice of doing your own practice. Like as a, as a teacher, you're not there to tell them exactly what to do. You're here. You're there to kind of facilitate and inspire them. And so even if you like guide them to do something and like encourage them, if this doesn't feel great, modify and like, let them do that, you know, like, and, and as a student, you've done that and you haven't made it, you haven't made it to mean, oh, this person wanted me to do this, but I feel like doing this in my own body and they're a bad teacher. Mm-hmm. So yeah. sometimes it's, we get that way when we're thinking way too much about ourselves when really like, this is about the client and they're investing in themselves and the belief that you can help them. And that belief that they have is more powerful. We like, sometimes we don't like to think this, but that belief that they have is more powerful than like what we can actually do for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Cause sometimes it can be like the most simple. Sometimes yeah. you just like when you walk in the door and say hi to them, looking in their eyes mm-hmm. and all they needed was that human connection. Yeah. You know? We don't know exactly what it is, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's very easy to make it about us. And that's also our perfectionism getting and it's the ego and all of that. Um, but that's been like one of my biggest lessons in coaching and something that has helped me to show up like so much more authentically is getting out of my own head and being like, you know, yes, like I'm here to serve, but also this isn't about me. Like, it doesn't matter what I say, like what I say, like what matters is what you're saying and what you're able to get off your chest and like the beliefs you're able to change. Mm -hmm. And, and the fact that you like showed up today, like, because you believed in yourself that like this was going to be beneficial for you. Yeah. It wasn't going to be. I love that. The outlook on it. That's so true. I hope you guys enjoyed this special kind of episode, and I definitely plan to do more of these little insights into coaching sessions. Um, Also, because I think it's so important to hear how our problems we think are so unique to us and that we're the only ones who have certain thoughts, but it's so not true. And there's a quote that I like to reference a lot that is, what's most personal is most universal. 
And a lot of the times the things that we think are so individual are often experienced by pretty much everybody in some way, shape, or form. And so oftentimes hearing other people get coached and having these beliefs um, or disbeliefs, you know, in themselves, um, we can distance ourselves from our own thoughts about it. And we can see more clearly sort of how oftentimes those beliefs that we have don't even make sense or they just sound kind of ridiculous and, and we really need to give ourselves more credit. Um, it's kind of like how easy it is to give another friend advice, but it's often hard to take that advice ourselves, right? Um, and this is also like an incredible phenomenon for me as a coach is oftentimes people will come to me with issues that are similar to what I'm going through and I'm able to just like spin off, you know, pretty solid advice to them and then I'm like, oh shit, like I need to take my own advice. <laughs> so yes, I think that sharing these kinds of conversations are really beneficial for everyone. So um, look forward to more episodes like these. And if you are interested in coaching with me one-on-one for 12 weeks, I would so love to work with you. Um, I have a few spots available and taking on clients now that will work with me for 12 weeks, one call every two weeks. So it's six calls total. They are one hour sessions and they are recorded as you can tell. Um, through Zoom so that clients can then get the recording after our after each session and listen back to it like your own private podcast. You get to hear the way that you think, you get to hear your thoughts and beliefs and again it's similar to just sort of like hearing someone else talk about them and you can look at it more objectively, you can distance yourself from it and think a little bit more clearly. So this is one of my favorite parts about the coaching process. And it's something that I had a coach do for me um, when I was first working with someone and it was just a game changer for me. So that's all part of working with me as well as resources specific to whatever you're going through. Um, Notes, a a shared portal and and Google Drive, um, a persistence log that you can keep updating regularly and that I can check in with you on, all these amazing things. It is such a unique experience to have a coach with you through the various things that you're going through. Um, and I would so love to be that for you. So if you are interested in working with me, do not hesitate to reach out. There are links in my bio, links in my Instagram. Um, you can just go straight to my website, feelthehigh.com, and you'll see everything there. So yeah. Alrighty, guys. With that, I hope that wherever you are, you can be there fully. Honor yourselves every day. Take care of each other. Take care of you. And I'll talk to you on the next episode.